0: Welcome to Immerse Prophets, reading for week 5, day 22. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord, early in the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord says. Stand in the courtyard in front of the temple of the Lord, and make an announcement to the people who have come there to worship from all over Judah. Give them my entire message. Include every word. Perhaps they will listen and turn from their evil ways. Then I will change my mind about the disaster I am ready to pour out on them because of their sins. Say to them, This is what the Lord says, If you will not listen to me and obey my word I have given you, and if you will not listen to my servants, the prophets, for I sent them again and again to warn you, but you would not listen to them, then I will destroy this temple as I destroyed Shiloh, the place where the tabernacle was located and I will make Jerusalem an object of cursing in every nation on earth. The priests, the prophets, and all the people listened to Jeremiah as he spoke in front of the Lord's temple. But when Jeremiah had finished his message, saying everything the Lord had told him to say, the priests and prophets and all the people at the temple mobbed him. Kill him, they shouted. What right do you have to prophesy in the Lord's name that this temple will be destroyed like Shiloh? What do you mean, saying that Jerusalem will be destroyed and left with no inhabitants? And all the people threatened him as he stood in front of the temple. When the officials of Judah heard what was happening, they rushed over from the palace and sat down at the new gate of the temple to hold court. The priests and prophets presented their accusations to the officials and the people. This man should die, they said. You have heard with your own ears what a traitor he is. For he has prophesied against this city. Then Jeremiah spoke to the officials and the people in his own defense. The Lord sent me to prophesy against this temple and this city, he said. The Lord gave me every word that I have spoken. But if you stop your sinning and begin to obey the Lord your God, he will change his mind about this disaster that he has announced against you. As for me, I am in your hands. Do with me as you think best. But if you kill me, rest assured that you will be killing an innocent man. The responsibility for such a deed will lie on you, on this city, and on every person living in it. For it is absolutely true that the Lord sent me to speak every word you have heard. Then the officials and the people said to the priests and prophets, This man does not deserve the death sentence, for he has spoken to us in the name of the Lord our God. Then some of the wise old men stood and spoke to all the people assembled there. They said, Remember when Micah of Morasheth prophesied during the reign of King Hezekiah of Judah? He told the people of Judah, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. Mount Zion will be plowed like an open field. Jerusalem will be reduced to ruins. A thicket will grow on the heights where the temple now stands. But did King Hezekiah and the people kill him for saying this? No. They turned from their sins and worshipped the Lord. They begged him for mercy. Then the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had pronounced against them. So we are about to do ourselves great harm. At this time, Uriah, son of Shemaiah from Kiriath-Jerim, was also prophesying for the Lord. And he predicted the same terrible disaster against the city and nation, as Jeremiah did. When King Jehoiakim and the army officers and officials heard what he was saying, the king sent someone to kill him. But Uriah heard about the plan and escaped in fear to Egypt. Then King Jehoiakim sent Elnathan, son of Akbor, to Egypt, along with several other men, to capture Uriah. They took him prisoner and brought him back to King Jehoiakim. The king then killed Uriah with a sword and had him buried in an unmarked grave. Nevertheless, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, stood up for Jeremiah and persuaded the court not to turn him over to the mob to be killed. This message came to Jeremiah from the Lord early in the reign of Zedekiah, son of Josiah, king of Judah. This is what the Lord said to me. Make a yoke and fasten it on your neck with leather straps. Then send messages to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon through their ambassadors who have come to see King Zedekiah in Jerusalem. Give them this message for their masters. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. With my great strength and powerful arm, I made the earth and all its people and every animal. I can give these things of mine to anyone I choose. Now I will give your countries to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, who is my servant. I have put everything, even the wild animals, under his control. All the nations will serve him, his son, and his grandson, until his time is up. Then many nations and great kings will conquer and rule over Babylon. So you must submit to Babylon's king and serve him. Put your neck under Babylon's yoke. I will punish any nation that refuses to be his slave, says the Lord." I will send war, famine, and disease upon that nation until Babylon has conquered it. Do not listen to your false prophets, fortune-tellers, interpreters of dreams, mediums, and sorcerers who say, The king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are all liars, and their lies will lead to your being driven out of your land. I will drive you out and send you far away to die. But the people of any nation that submits to the king of Babylon will be allowed to stay in their own country, to farm the land as usual. I, the Lord, have spoken. Then I repeated this same message to King Zedekiah of Judah. If you want to live, submit to the yoke of the king of Babylon and his people. Why do you insist on dying, you and your people? Why should you choose war, famine, and disease, which the Lord will bring against every nation that refuses to submit to Babylon's king? Do not listen to the false prophets who keep telling you, The king of Babylon will not conquer you. They are liars. This is what the Lord says. I have not sent these prophets. They are telling you lies in my name. So I will drive you out from this land. You will all die. You and all these prophets too. Then I spoke to the priests and the people and said, This is what the Lord says. Do not listen to your prophets who claim that soon the gold articles taken from my temple will be returned from Babylon. It is all a lie. Do not listen to them. Surrender to the king of Babylon and you will live. Why should this whole city be destroyed? If they really are prophets and speak the Lord's messages, let them pray to the Lord of heaven's armies. Let them pray that the articles remaining in the Lord's temple and in the king's palace and in the palaces of Jerusalem will not be carried away to Babylon, for the Lord of heaven's armies has spoken about the pillars in front of the temple, the great bronze basin called the sea, the water carts, and all the other ceremonial articles. King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon left them here when he exiled Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, to Babylon, along with all the other nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, this is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says about the precious things still in the temple, in the palace of Judah's king, and in Jerusalem. They will all be carried away to Babylon, and will stay there until I send for them, says the Lord. Then I will bring them back to Jerusalem again. One day in late summer of that same year, the fourth year of the reign of Zedekiah king of Judah, Hananiah son of Azur, a prophet from Gibeon, addressed me publicly in the temple, while all the priests and people listened. He said, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. I will remove the yoke of the king of Babylon from your necks. Within two years, I will bring back all the temple treasures that King Nebuchadnezzar carried off to Babylon. And I will bring back Jehoiakim, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the other captives that were taken to Babylon, I will surely break the yoke that the king of Babylon has put on your necks. I, the Lord, have spoken. Jeremiah responded to Hananiah as they stood in front of all the priests and people at the temple. He said, Amen. May your prophecies come true. I hope the Lord does everything you say. I hope He does bring back from Babylon the treasures of this temple and all the captives. But listen now to the solemn words I speak to you in the presence of all these people. The ancient prophets who preceded you and me spoke against many nations, always warning of war, disaster, and disease. So a prophet who predicts peace must show he is right. Only when his predictions come true can we know that he is really from the Lord. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and broke it in pieces. And Hananiah said again to the crowd that had gathered, This is what the Lord says, Just as this yoke has been broken, within two years I will break the yoke of oppression from all the nations now subject to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. With that, Jeremiah left the temple area. Soon after this confrontation with Hananiah, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah, Go and tell Hananiah, This is what the Lord says. You have broken a wooden yoke, but you have replaced it with a yoke of iron. The Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says, I have put a yoke of iron on the necks of all these nations, forcing them into slavery under King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. I have put everything, even the wild animals, under his control. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you but the people believe your lies. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. You must die. Your life will end this very year because you have rebelled against the Lord. Two months later, the prophet Hananiah died. Jeremiah wrote a letter from Jerusalem to the elders, priests, prophets, and all the people who had been exiled to Babylon by King Nebuchadnezzar. This was after King Jehoiakim, the queen mother, the court officials, the other officials of Judah, and all the craftsmen and artisans had been deported from Jerusalem. He sent the letter with Elisa, son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, when they went to Babylon as King Zedekiah's ambassadors to Nebuchadnezzar. This is what Jeremiah's letter said. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes, and plan to stay. Plant gardens, and eat the food they produce. Marry, and have children. Then find spouses for them, so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Do not let your prophets and fortune-tellers who are with you in the land of Babylon trick you. Do not listen to their dreams, because they are telling you lies in My name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for seventy years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. You claim that the Lord has raised up prophets for you in Babylon, but this is what the Lord says about the king who sits on David's throne and all those still living here in Jerusalem, your relatives who were not exiled to Babylon. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies says. I will send war, famine, and disease upon them and make them like bad figs, too rotten to eat. Yes, I will pursue them with war, famine, and disease and I will scatter them around the world. In every nation where I send them, I will make them an object of damnation, horror, contempt, and mockery, for they refuse to listen to me, though I have spoken to them repeatedly through the prophets I sent. And you who are in exile have not listened either, says the Lord. Therefore, listen to this message from the Lord, all you captives there in Babylon. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says about your prophets. Ahab, son of Kolah, and Zedekiah, son of Maaseah, who are telling you lies in my name, I will turn them over to Nebuchadnezzar for execution before your eyes. Their terrible fate will become proverbial, so that the Judean exiles will curse someone by saying, May the Lord make you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon burned alive. For these men have done terrible things among my people. They have committed adultery with their neighbors' wives and have lied in my name, saying things I did not command. I am a witness to this. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord sent this message to Shemaiah the Nehelamite in Babylon. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. You wrote a letter on your own authority to Zephaniah, son of Maaseiah, the priest, and you sent copies to the other priests and people in Jerusalem. You wrote to Zephaniah, The Lord has appointed you to replace Jehoiada as the priest in charge of the house of the Lord. You are responsible to put into stocks and neck irons any crazy man who claims to be a prophet. So why have you done nothing to stop Jeremiah from Anathoth, who pretends to be a prophet among you? Jeremiah sent a letter here to Babylon, predicting that our captivity will be a long one. He said, Build homes and plan to stay, plant gardens and eat the food they produce. But when Zephaniah the priest received Shemaiah's letter, he took it to Jeremiah and read it to him. Then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah, Send an open letter to all the exiles in Babylon. Tell them, This is what the Lord says concerning Shemaiah the Nehelamite. Since he has prophesied to you when I did not send him, and has tricked you into believing his lies, I will punish him and his family. None of his descendants will see the good things I will do for my people, for he has incited you to rebel against me. I, the Lord, have spoken. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Write down for the record everything I have said to you, Jeremiah. For the time is coming when I will restore the fortunes of my people of Israel and Judah. I will bring them home to this land that I gave to their ancestors, and they will possess it again. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the message the Lord gave concerning Israel and Judah. This is what the Lord says. I hear cries of fear. There is terror and no peace. Now let me ask you a question. Do men give birth to babies? Then why do they stand there, ashen-faced, hands pressed against their sides like a woman in labor? In all history there has never been such a time of terror. It will be a time of trouble for my people Israel. Yet in the end, they will be saved. For in that day, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will break the yoke from their necks and snap their chains. Foreigners will no longer be their masters. For my people will serve the Lord their God, and their king descended from David. The king I will raise up for them. So do not be afraid, Jacob, my servant. Do not be dismayed, Israel, says the Lord. For I will bring you home again from distant lands, and your children will return from their exile. Israel will return to a life of peace and quiet, and no one will terrorize them for I am with you and will save you, says the Lord. I will completely destroy the nations where I have scattered you, but I will not completely destroy you. I will discipline you, but with justice, I cannot let you go unpunished. This is what the Lord says. Your injury is incurable, a terrible wound. There is no one to help you or to bind up your injury. No medicine can heal you. All your lovers, your allies, have left you and do not care about you anymore. I have wounded you cruelly, as though I were your enemy, for your sins are many and your guilt is great. Why do you protest your punishment, this wound that has no cure? I have had to punish you because your sins are many and your guilt is great. But all who devour you will be devoured and all your enemies will be sent into exile. All who plunder you will be plundered, and all who attack you will be attacked. I will give you back your health and heal your wounds, says the Lord, for you are called an outcast, Jerusalem for whom no one cares. This is what the Lord says. When I bring Israel home again from captivity and restore their fortunes, Jerusalem will be rebuilt on its ruins, and the palace reconstructed as before. There will be joy and songs of thanksgiving, and I will multiply my people, not diminish them. I will honor them, not despise them. Their children will prosper as they did long ago. I will establish them as a nation before me, and I will punish anyone who hurts them. They will have their own ruler again, and he will come from their own people, I will invite him to approach me, says the Lord. For who would dare to come unless invited? You will be my people, and I will be your God. Look, the Lord's anger bursts out like a storm, a driving wind that swirls down on the heads of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this. In that day, says the Lord, I will be the God of all the families of Israel and they will be my people. This is what the Lord says. Those who survive the coming destruction will find blessings even in the barren land, for I will give rest to the people of Israel. Long ago, the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love I have drawn you to myself. I will rebuild you, my virgin Israel. You will again be happy, and dance merrily with your tambourines. Again you will plant your vineyards on the mountains of Samaria, and eat from your own gardens there. The day will come when watchmen will shout from the hill country of Ephraim Come, let us go up to Jerusalem to worship the Lord our God. Now this is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Israel. Shout for the greatest of nations. Shout out with praise and joy. Save your people, O Lord, the remnant of Israel. For I will bring them from the north and from the distant corners of the earth. I will not forget the blind and lame, the expectant mothers and women in labor. A great company will return. Tears of joy will stream down their faces, and I will lead them home with great care. They will walk beside quiet streams and on smooth paths where they will not stumble. For I am Israel's father, and Ephraim is my oldest child. Listen to this message from the Lord, you nations of the world. Proclaim it in distant coastlands. The Lord, who scattered His people, will gather them and watch over them as a shepherd does his flock. For the Lord has redeemed Israel from those too strong for them. They will come home and sing songs of joy on the heights of Jerusalem. They will be radiant because of the Lord's good gifts, the abundant crops of grain, new wine and olive oil, and the healthy flocks and herds. Their life will be like a watered garden, and all their sorrows will be gone. The young women will dance for joy, and the men, old and young, will join in the celebration. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. The priests will enjoy abundance, and my people will feast on my good gifts. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is what the Lord says. A cry is heard in Ramah, deep anguish and bitter weeping. Rachel weeps for her children, refusing to be comforted, for her children are gone. But now this is what the Lord says. Do not weep any longer, for I will reward you, says the Lord. Your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord. Your children will come again to their own land. I have heard Israel saying, You disciplined me severely, like a calf that needs training for the yoke. Turn me again to you and restore me. For you alone are the Lord my God. I turned away from God, but then I was sorry. I kicked myself for my stupidity. I was thoroughly ashamed of all I did in my younger days. Is not Israel still my son, my darling child? Says the Lord. I often have to punish him, but I still love him. That's why I long for him and surely will have mercy on him. Set up road signs. Put up guideposts. Mark well the path by which you came. Come back again, my virgin Israel. Return to your towns here. How long will you wander, my wayward daughter? For the Lord will cause something new to happen. Israel will embrace her God. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. When I bring them back from captivity... The people of Judah and its towns will again say, The Lord bless you, O righteous home, O holy mountain. Townspeople and farmers and shepherds alike will live together in peace and happiness. For I have given rest to the weary and joy to the sorrowing. At this, I woke up and looked around. My sleep had been very sweet. The day is coming, says the Lord when I will greatly increase the human population and the number of animals here in Israel and Judah. In the past, I deliberately uprooted and tore down this nation. I overthrew it, destroyed it, and brought disaster upon it. But in the future, I will just as deliberately plant it and build it up. I, the Lord, have spoken. The people will no longer quote this proverb, The parents have eaten sour grapes, but their children's mouths pucker at the taste. All people will die for their own sins. Those who eat the sour grapes will be the ones whose mouths will pucker. The day is coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. This covenant will not be like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand and brought them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant though I loved them as a husband loves his wife, says the Lord. But this is the new covenant I will make with the people of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my instructions deep within them, and I will write them on their hearts. I will be their God, and they will be my people. And they will not need to teach their neighbors, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying, You should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest, will know me already, says the Lord. And I will forgive their wickedness, and I will never again remember their sins. It is the Lord who provides the sun to light the day, and the moon and stars to light the night, and who stirs the sea into roaring waves. His name is the Lord of heaven's armies. And this is what he says, I am as likely to reject my people Israel as I am to abolish the laws of nature. This is what the Lord says. Just as the heavens cannot be measured and the foundations of the earth cannot be explored, so I will not consider casting them away for the evil they have done. I, the Lord, have spoken. The day is coming, says the Lord, when all Jerusalem will be rebuilt for me, from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate. A measuring line will be stretched out over the hill of Garib and across to Goa, and the entire area, including the graveyard and ash dump in the valley, and all the fields out to the Kidron Valley on the east, as far as the horse gate, will be holy to the Lord. The city will never again be captured or destroyed. The following message came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah. This was also the eighteenth year of the reign of King Nebuchadnezzar, Jerusalem was then under siege from the Babylonian army, and Jeremiah was imprisoned in the courtyard of the guard in the royal palace. King Zedekiah had put him there, asking why he kept giving this prophecy. This is what the Lord says, I am about to hand this city over to the king of Babylon, and he will take it. King Zedekiah will be captured by the Babylonians, and taken to meet the king of Babylon face to face." He will take Zedekiah to Babylon, and I will deal with him there, says the Lord. If you fight against the Babylonians, you will never succeed. At that time, the Lord sent me a message. He said, Your cousin Hanamel, son of Shalom, will come and say to you, Buy my field at Anathoth. By law you have the right to buy it, before it is offered to anyone else. Then, just as the Lord had said he would, my cousin Hanamel came and visited me in the prison. He said, Please buy my field at Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin. By law, you have the right to buy it, before it is offered to anyone else, so buy it for yourself. Then I knew that the message I had heard was from the Lord. So I bought the field at Anathoth, paying Hanamel seventeen pieces of silver for it. I signed and sealed the deed of purchase before witnesses, weighed out the silver, and paid him. Then I took the sealed deed, and an unsealed copy of the deed, which contained the terms and conditions of the purchase, and I handed them to Barak, son of Neriah, and grandson of Messiah. I did all this in the presence of my cousin Hanamel, the witnesses who had signed the deed, and all the men of Judah, who were there in the courtyard of the guardhouse. Then I said to Barak, as they all listened, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. Take both this sealed deed and the unsealed copy and put them into a pottery jar to preserve them for a long time. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's Armies, the God of Israel, says. Some day people will again own property here in this land and will buy and sell houses and vineyards and fields. Then, after I had given the papers to Barak, I prayed to the Lord O sovereign Lord, You made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show unfailing love to thousands. But you also bring the consequences of one generation's sin upon the next. You are the great and powerful God, the Lord of heaven's armies. You have all wisdom and do great and mighty miracles. You see the conduct of all people, and you give them what they deserve. You performed miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, things still remembered to this day. And you have continued to do great miracles in Israel and all around the world. You have made your name famous to this day. You brought Israel out of Egypt with mighty signs and wonders, with a strong hand and powerful arm, and with overwhelming terror. You gave the people of Israel this land that you had promised their ancestors long before a land flowing with milk and honey. Our ancestors came and conquered it and lived in it, but they refused to obey you or follow your word. They have not done anything you commanded. That is why you have sent this terrible disaster upon them. See how the siege ramps have been built against the city walls. Through war, famine, and disease, the city will be handed over to the Babylonians, who will conquer it. Everything has happened just as you said. And yet, O Sovereign Lord, you have told me to buy the field, paying good money for it before these witnesses, even though the city will soon be handed over to the Babylonians. Then this message came to Jeremiah from the Lord. I am the Lord, the God of all the peoples of the world. Is anything too hard for me? Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I will hand this city over to the Babylonians and to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will capture it. The Babylonians outside the walls will come in and set fire to the city. They will burn down all these houses where the people provoked my anger by burning incense to Baal on the rooftops and by pouring out liquid offerings to other gods. Israel and Judah have done nothing but wrong since their earliest days. They have infuriated me with all their evil deeds, says the Lord. From the time this city was built until now, it has done nothing but anger me, so I am determined to get rid of it. The sins of Israel and Judah, the sins of the people of Jerusalem, the kings, the officials, the priests and the prophets, have stirred up my anger. My people have turned their backs on me and have refused to return. Even though I diligently taught them, they would not receive instruction or obey. They have set up their abominable idols right in my own temple, defiling it. They have built pagan shrines to Baal in the valley of Ben-Hinnom, and there they sacrificed their sons and daughters to Molech. I have never commanded such a horrible deed. It never even crossed my mind to command such a thing. What an incredible evil! causing Judah to sin so greatly. Now I want to say something more about this city. You have been saying, it will fall to the king of Babylon through war, famine, and disease. But this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I will certainly bring my people back again from all the countries where I will scatter them in my fury. I will bring them back to this very city and let them live in peace and safety. They will be my people and I will be their God, and I will give them one heart and one purpose, to worship me forever, for their own good, and for the good of all their descendants, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. I will never stop doing good for them. I will put a desire in their hearts to worship me, and they will never leave me. I will find joy doing good for them, and will faithfully and wholeheartedly Replant them in this land. This is what the Lord says Just as I have brought all these calamities on them, so I will do all the good I have promised them. Fields will again be bought and sold in this land, about which you now say it has been ravaged by the Babylonians, a desolate land where people and animals have all disappeared. Yes, fields will once again be bought and sold, deeds signed and sealed and witnessed in the land of Benjamin and here in Jerusalem, in the towns of Judah and in the hill country, in the foothills of Judah and in the Negev too. For some day, I will restore prosperity to them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This concludes today's Immerse Reading Experience. Thank you for joining us.